Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Hey, what's going on? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Lion's Den with Seth. I'm one of your hosts this week, and it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Sunday. Uh, I want to make sure everybody know where to find us, where to join in. If you go to StreamYard.com forward slash Facebook, you can get it in with this conversation this week. All right. And we just want to let you know, we appreciate you, appreciate everything that you do for the network, for the pride and being a part of the overall mission for education, right? Growth, development and action. And that's what we're about. All right. But of course, I can't do this without my fellas. Right. At least my other one today, since hey, it's summertime, folks getting it in. So but we got to keep it popping. What's going on? Big Herm. What's popping, man? What's going on, brother? You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, hey shout out to Larry, man. He on, he on a, uh, he on a, this hard, hard TDY. You know where, where he at? Man, you know he's he, man. You know he's in a hard location down there in the southern part of the United States, somewhere near a beach. You know how the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Do, you know what I mean. Bro, ain't nothing hard about that. He ain't doing. <laughs> hey, man, you know, you know he's out there he's roughing, roughing it out, man. He ain't roughing man. Up. You know he's out there roughing it out. So shout out, to, shout out to my, my guy Larry. Yeah, uh, Will, Will, he should be back soon, shouldn't he? Yeah, he should be back next month, man, or beginning next month. Yeah, so we're gonna get the we're gonna get the get the lions back together pretty yeah. soon. Yeah, puts will be in the comments for everybody uh, here shortly. That's what's yeah, up. I'm doing good, man. As you can see, summertime Herm is in full effect. What what what, what does that mean, bro? I'm dark skinned man. Y'all yeah, gotta y'all gotta go yeah. ahead. Y'all gotta go ahead and face Jesus. the facts, bro. Jesus. Look, you see it, though. I, I'm not. There's no, 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 uh, no lighting or nothing. No, like no that. It, yeah, no filter. Look, the I'm issue learning. is the, the the issue is your your natural light just ain't there, bro. We know what it is in the background. <laughs> we know what it is. It's all good, man. What we got going on today, man? Say what now? What we got going on today, man? Look, bro. So today we got man. So m- my brother's in the background. I know he's getting his video and everything situated. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about religion versus uh spirituality and what that looks like and i know it's a little touchy for some folks just in our community any community for that matter right because we have so many different things that is is considered right you you get what i mean but it's a difference between right wrong and then laws the dogma mm-hmm. right when, when that comes into to effect and then how does that play into your overall uh connectivity with people and do you need religion all right and do you need spirituality but is spirituality something that you just have <laughs> you get what i'm saying like it just is so we're going to be talking about that here pretty soon but let me make sure this brother's on uh let's see uh mr Derek, are you there uh, yeah, actually, I am. Um, hang on for a second. My uh, my video is not cooperating, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fix that up right now. Let okay. Just, just well, do a quick switch. And let's see where we at here. We're just gonna change cameras here. That's all. I'm telling you, hey, this 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 technology can be uh can be wonky, and and if, if you let it. Yeah, I mean, you got a wire, the same wire sitting there the whole time, but 
one little change changed the whole thing up whole thing whole thing brother like when we did our um when we did the show live last week um it was like okay cool getting back into the groove of it and then after that it was it hey ladies and gentlemen i want y'all to welcome Derek day in the building hey what's going on fellas how you doing young man mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I appreciate that because <laughs> I'm probably older than both of y'all cats together. Hey, look, don't, don't, don't let the baby face fool you, right? Well, hey, well, welcome. Welcome to the den. How are you doing this, this fine day? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. How about y'all? Man, we are all right, man. We rocking and rolling, man. So look, welcome to the den, brother. We do appreciate it. And ladies and gentlemen, those of you that's watching, please make sure you share this, share this, share this, okay? Because this content is going to keep on going and we're going to keep getting deeper, deeper, deeper. So I'm going to get a, a floor over to my man, Herm. Go ahead, bro. Hey, so, hey, Mr. Day, before we get deep into anything, uh, first thing I want to know is get to know you a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, where, what's your background? Where you're from? You know what I'm saying? If you was ever... Since we're about to talk about spirituality, were you ever a religious person first and then switched over to spirituality? You know what I'm saying? Those yeah. are the first open up questions. And I'm, I'm going to get a floor to you so you can tell the audience a little bit about where you're from and the beginning of your journey. So then we can get deeper into spirituality. Right on. Well, you know, I, I was raised in Detroit. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. 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 313 all day, baby. That's what's up. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a 313. I'm not 248 in, 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 or 586 Where or any of that other jank. Man, it's like, <laughs> like switched over in early 2000s. And then I go back home, like, no, that's we're not 313 no more. Like, okay, no. You know, the best thing about Detroit, if you're not Eminem, who cares? See, that's what. Hey, Derek, hold on, man. Look, real quick. This is the time when I kind of like mute his mic because he started talking stupid. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Back to your point. No, no. I I, I grew up in Detroit, and um, and 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 so my man, he said, "Hey, are you were you ever religious?" Not only was I religious at one time. I mean, I've been. I was in ministry for thirty years. Oh. I was a. I was a. I, I started off as a minister. Um, an associate pastor, a pastor, uh, a bishop, and an apostle. So Damn. these are all of the offices that I've held. Um, I, I've spoken and preached and taught all over the world. Um, and and then in addition to that, I'm an executive for a software company. So oh, wow. uh, so between the uh, ministry and my secular profession, I'm pretty well traveled. And then I was in the Navy for seven years. Oh, so, congratulations. Um, all right. Yep. So, uh, so I've I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. That's, you know, that's the thumbnail sketch of it. Okay. So, so you know, we're we're both vets as well. We both retired out of the military and whatnot. I'm from Tennessee, as you can see. Seth is from Detroit. But so you were in ministry first. Yep. So can you tell talk to us about the beginning phases of when you got into spirituality? Are you still are you still religious? And um, no, no, I, I, no, I'm I'm not religious at all, man. No, no. Okay, so can you talk to us about what led you to get out? Since you, because you was holding all these uh titles in the church, mm -hmm. that's pretty. I mean, you got to have done time in there. You did ministry all over the world. Yeah. What What was the turning point that guided you over to spirituality, and how was that switch? In In 2016, I wrote a book called Deconstructing Religion, and and that was my first foray down the rabbit hole, so to speak. And and what I what I re what really inspired that book is how people were really hung up on tithing, 
And and mm-hmm. I looked and I searched. I mean, really did some uh, some deep study within the scriptures itself, within the study of the first century church, and and trying to find a command to tithe, and it isn't there, right? It doesn't exist. So so basically, the uh, the church was forcing a doctrine on people that was not substantiated by the book that it was allegedly holding fidelity to. So that was that was the beginning. But then there were some other things: women in ministry. Uh, as as a pastor, as a bishop, I was really big on the edification and of affirmation of women in ministry. I really believe that there is nothing uh, scriptural that hold that that um, prevents women from getting in ministry. Well, anyway, long story short, I wrote this book. And that caused me to go back and do some historical digging and some reverse engineering of scripture. And, and over time, I, I, I began to evolve from, uh, well, you must be born again to a hopeful inclusionist, to a full inclusionist, to a full universalist, to being a preterist instead of a futurist. And then finally, what pushed me over the edge were the last four years, including the... Um, presidency of Donald Trump. Because what happened was I looked at all of these Christians that were supporting this guy and not just supporting him. They, they even in the face of empirical evidence that said that this man had nothing Christ-like in his MO, that they not only supported him, but they doubled down on it frequently. (laughs) Now, what happened then was, um, I began to look at this and say, okay, well, that's the white church, white evangelicals. But what about the black church? And I found that the black church was amazingly silent on this. You know, you'd find pockets, people like Bishop Talbert Swan, for example, was always vocal, right? But for the most part, they're silent too. And silence is tantamount to consent. (laughs) So my thing is, okay, you got you got white folks that are going all in on this bullshit, and then you got you got black folks that are codifying and giving a hall pass. I'm like, nah, dog. If that is what Christianity is, I, count me out. You mm. can you can completely count me out of that. And so that when when I got to that mentality, and that was about two years ago, uh, I folded our church. Uh, we had we had a church that had been going for ten years. And and I have the uh, the distinction of being uh, one of the one of the few, oh, actually probably the only African American pastor in Arizona that had a predominantly white congregation, and and unfortunately a lot of my congregation they're Trump supporters, and 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 all of these things coupled with Black Lives Matter and the slaughter of of black men by police, all of these things coupled together, just you know had me raise the deuces on him. Wow. Wow. Whoa. So <laughs> what you what you think, Herm? What you expecting that? Uh no, I wasn't I wasn't expecting <laughs> that at all. But you know what? The thing is, um I can see exactly where uh Mr. Day is coming from. Absolutely. Same and, here. Hey, y'all can call me Derek man. Mr. Day is okay. oh, Derek. no hey man listen brother I do appreciate your <laughs> It's not just your view, right? Because we all have views, but it's really looking at it with 
you know, without excluding the truth and what right is and what right is. And so, yes, it's very, very heavy. Shout out to Foots. So, but look, we got a question uh, from Larry. He says, do you believe religion is used to control people? He says, talking slavery days, wars, he says, wars back in the earliest times, it seems uh, used to control and, man and manipulation. What do you think about that? I think that's absolutely correct. I, I think, as a matter of fact, my study of religion, and it's not limited to Christianity. I've studied Islam. Yeah. I've, I've studied uh, Kemet. I've studied Mishra. I've studied Hinduism. As a matter of fact, as an IT professional, most of my colleagues are Hindus, mm. right? Right. So, so I, I have I have a unique vantage point in all of that, and and I've also studied some of the other the newer things: Jehovah's Witnesses, Christ, uh, Christian Science, uh, Mormonism and Scientology. I've studied all of this stuff. And, and I've come to the conclusion, y'all ready for this? Let's go. That all religion, all religion, 100% of it is absolute bullshit spun in whole cloth for the express purpose of control and manipulation. Damn. <laughs> man, you should have put one of them warning things before this show, man. <laughs> Yo, we should have. Like, I didn't even know. But I mean, so, you know what, Derek? I, I do. I, I, I feel exactly what you're saying to this point. Now, this is when I would kick or I would kick back. Do you feel as though there is, if used correctly, that religion is helpful? Or do you think that the intent, like, do you think the intent was always to manipulate and control? Mm -hmm. Or do you think it was a way to give individuals an opportunity to connect to a higher power, so to speak? How do, how do you feel? You know what? The, the higher power can be experienced in nature. The higher power can be experienced with taking a breath. The higher power can be experienced with a kiss. It, it can be experienced with a lot of different things. You don't need religion for that. Religion showed up when somebody had a belief and every human being has beliefs. Everybody believes in something. The thing is, is that what where religion happens is when you take this belief from the nation of you and export it to the nation of someone else. Now that person begins to consume that belief. And, and what happens is, is people think, okay, the now that I believe this way and you believe this way, wouldn't the world be better if we all believe all this, believe way? this mm. way? So so now we begin a mass export. Now, as far as what what, what you say, uh, can religion be used for good? No, belief can be used for good because if I if I believe in being kind to people, that's a good belief. But if I say, okay, uh you know, fellas, let's uh, all believe in this good. And but we say we need to make sure that everybody else believes like we do. So what do we do? We either legislate or we coerce to try to force everybody to believe like us. And that's when it goes off the rails. It, it, and here's the thing. You can have community. I tell people like shit, a bowling league is better than any religion. You know, Why? because at, at least at least there's some positive objective and outcome in it. Right. A softball tournament, a, a golf league, whatever. Right. There are plenty of ways of establishing community that don't involve beliefs. My thing is. I believe that not only I'm not only believe in what I believe, but I also believe that we are free, literally free 
to do whatever the hell we want to do. The only caveat, the stopping point is that my rights end where your rights begin. So that means I can do anything up to the point where what I do causes harm to you. Mm. See, and, and, and here's the other thing, too, is that people get it twisted because they conflate hurt and harm and they're not the same thing. You know, I mm. could say, you know, I could say, look, you know, uh, uh, what, what branch of the service were you in? Air Force. Air Force. OK, say I'm ex-Navy. So I could say, you know. Man, you're you're ex-Air Force, you got my sympathy, right? Now, that may be hurtful because Mm -hmm. you're like, hey, I'm a career Air Force man. What what are you saying, D? But if I say that Air Force veterans should not get the same benefits as Navy veterans, now I've done something that caused some harm to you. Mm Because I've Im- impacted your ability to live or to earn or to otherwise have freedom in your person. Yeah, yeah, I, I got, I got feelings for that for other things. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Wow, you know what? Hold on, all right, y'all. Let's check yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, yo, hold tight, hold tight. And looks, um, hey, shout out to everybody that's watching right now. I see you, Camille. We're going to get it in with you here shortly. Ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time watching this, make sure you are sharing this, sharing this, sharing this, y'all. We're going to uh, take a quick pause for the cause from our sponsors. All right. This is the Lion's Den. As a financial literacy coach and credit repair specialist, Tracy Brown teaches people the importance of personal finance and help them identify and dispute negative items in their credit reports. Her services allow individuals to leverage the Fair Credit Report Act to improve their overall credit score and credit history to position themselves for home ownership, lower interest rates, entrepreneurship, and general wealth. Give Tracy Brown a call at 618-560-3687. One more time, 618-560-3687. All right, y'all. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. We're talking about religion versus spirituality. And we got our our guest, excuse me, I guess, Derek Day in the building. Brother, 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 thank you for being on. This is dope. This is super, super dope because you is it's very few and far in between that you can have conversations with individuals that can truly explain their point in their view because when it comes down to religions or religious people is well you just got to believe and that's just what it is and if you don't believe it that's your problem but so shout out to camille she hit us up asking this what is spirituality for you what is spirituality to me mm-hmm. is, is that the question yes okay Well, it's real simple um, that I believe that we're spiritual beings, that we are a manifestation of our source and that spirituality is just simply acknowledging that existence, acknowledging that being. Yeah. Okay. So does it, does it trace back to any like the continent or anything like that? Is it, is it specific like, uh, like a, a base where other people can follow the same patterns or is it just something within yourself? Let me, let me, let me give you a a quick explanation here because there, if, if I say follow this way, all I've done is just replace your religion with my religion. Right. And, 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 and that would make me part of the bullshit. 
And, right. and I'm not, I ain't down with that, right? So th this is what I say. I, I liken myself, I'm serious. I see myself as like a modern day Harriet Tubman. Then okay. my job is to help people get free from the plantation of religion. Now, once you hit the promised land, my obligation to you is done. Okay. I don't, it's not, it's not incumbent upon me to show you the way once you get to freedom. Once you get to freedom, you ass on your own. Right. I, I ain't got nothing to do with me, mm -hmm. right? But, but my job is to get you off the plantation. Now, once I get you off the plantation, use free now. <laughs> you can so, do what you want. So, so we're saying like, if if you say you denounce all religion, right? You're like, yep. man, you know what? This this wasn't for me. I could see, you know, how it is controlling. Does that automatically kick you into spirituality? Spirituality, or is it what kind of is it meditation? How do you get to that level to where you uh, you become in tune with spirituality per se? You know what? You you have to spend some time. Number one, studying. Okay. Um, you know, you're you're not going to come uh, to an intellectual conclusion without some intellectual effort. You know, and 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 one of the things that I tell people is that um, consciousness is enlightenment, but in order to attain consciousness, you have to be engaged. And, and, and that, you know, right? You have to be willing to. Yes, yeah, you have to be willing. Receive. Okay. You have you have to think. It, it requires thought, and thought requires effort. Uh, basically, no one is existing. Well, let me put it this way: there are some people that don't really think, and they exist on autopilot. They're right. almost autonomous, like the the uh, autonomous systems of the body, right? But there are some people that they actually engage their brain and they're they're constantly analyzing things. And, and so for me, I'm an engineer by profession. So everything I look at, I examine with a three a, a 360 degree view. I, I look at the I look at the totality of it. And, and the other thing is, is that I always wanted to find out how things work. Right. So so if you go back, like, let me give you an example in your Bible. It, there's a, um, I think it's in Luke chapter nine, where uh, Jesus is, uh, the disciples are in Samaria to prepare for him to speak. But the Samaritans, they're a little pissed with Jesus because he's focused on Jerusalem. He's got his mind, his eyes, his, his being set on Jerusalem. And this pisses the Samaritans off because they don't have nothing to do with Jerusalem. Basically, they're Jews that don't obey the law. Right. So so James and John, they come to Jesus and they said, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven? As Elijah did. In other words, James and John said, look, these folks, they don't want to give you a place to lay your head. How about we just smoke these fools? Mm -hmm. And Jesus says. You know not what spirit you're of. Let me repeat that for the folks in the back. Mm. You don't know what spirit you're of. So, so, so that means that Elijah, when he called down fire from heaven, was he actually doing a God thing or was he doing an Elijah thing?
Mm, damn. So 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 now what you have is an incongruency in what was before a harmonization of a scriptural principle. In other words, when when Jesus is asking, who do people say that I am? Some people say you're Elijah. That was true. Mm -hmm. So 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 now we have an incongruency in this statement and what Jesus is saying now. And if, if, if Jesus is rebuking them for destruction in this case, that means that the spirit of destruction cannot be the spirit of God. Right. So that means you have to go back and look at every single case of destruction in the Old Testament. And if you reverse engineer it, you find out that there is no God in it. Mm. So, so when you when you look at this and you say, okay, if this is incorrect, what else is? And so then you go on a moat hunt and you're looking for errors. You're looking for omissions. You're looking for incongruencies. You're looking for intangibles. And, and what happens is you're going to find a whole bunch of them. And at that point, I came to this conclusion that this book that we consider the infallible, inerrant word of God is nothing more than a work of fiction. Mm. God. And, and, and so when, when, I, when I got to that, I was like, okay, how can I adhere to this? How can I have fidelity to this when it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's incorrect? And then going back to what uh, what the question was earlier about slavery and all of that, you know, it, this the, the the any basically any book that tells how masters should treat their slaves, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that book cannot be counted on as a moral authority. Yo, okay, hold on, hold on, one minute. Well, it's got a couple couple verses in there for that. Yo, oh, it's it, a lot of them. It's a lot. It's a lot. And see, people will say, well, they'll say, well, D, that was the Old Testament. No, oh, no it, I, that's the New it, Testament. New Testament yeah. And you know the crazy part? It's almost like a handbook, like a manual on how to control folk, right? But, but go ahead. What you going to say, Herm? But, uh, but, but, but when you talk to people, they will tell you, you know what I'm saying, you got to look at it with the time. You know what I mean? They'll say, right. look at it with the time and what it meant for that time and and try to remix it to what it's supposed to mean today. I was like, I don't know how to do that. It says how to be the slave. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Somebody somebody came back to me. It's like it's like it's like how you obey. But we all military. It's like how you supposed to obey your commander. I was like, nah, Jack, it don't got nothing to do with that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I was like. But but that's what that's the conversations that I have when I'm trying to understand certain parts of the Bible. And for for me, it's like, don't just give me the good parts. You know what I'm saying? Let's look at the whole thing and talk about the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Like when you talk about women in ministry, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it said in the Bible, I forgot what verse. I'm not a Bible scholar or nothing, but it said women are to be silent and have no authority over men. Yep. And yep. I'm thinking, man, some of my best supervisors are women. You know what I mean? When I when I go back and think about it, I'm glad I had them in my life having authority over me. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, what? there there's a thing, too. And that and that's like there's and, and I'm I'm not going to get down this rabbit hole, but there's a, a concept the theologians call Paul versus pseudo Paul. 
right? Yeah. And, and that is that, that Paul is not the author of all of the, of the New Testament, or, or he's not the author of everything that's ascribed to him. And, and so they'll say, well, well, Paul said this, but yeah, pseudo Paul, Paul said that. Yeah. And, and, and so one of the things you'll find like uh, Lois, Eunice, uh, Junia, women of note in, in, the, in the New Testament. In fact, Junia was one of the first apostles outside of the original 12. So, and, and, that, and that's a historical documented fact, right? You know, the, 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 the Catholic Church tried to recast Junia as Junius, thus making him masculine or making her masculine. But the reality is it was a woman. Right. So so there's there's a lot of contradiction in Paul's uh, doctrine. But here's the thing. You made a good point, Herm. You said, uh, you know, that we have to consider the times. And yes, you have to consider geography. You have to consider context. You have to consider um, uh, culture. You have to consider all of these things when you're parsing scripture. However, you there is no way that I mean, even with even with the best of French curves, <laughs> is there any way that you could curve fit the, the, uh, the text of 2000 years ago with modern society? Mm. And I've said this to people. Right. I said, listen, if what you believe cannot withstand a simple Google search, <laughs> it isn't worth believing. And I'm going to tell you something that, that you can use Google and, and literally pick the Bible apart logically. Yo, hold on. All right. So look, y'all, <laughs> hold on, hold on and hold on some more. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about religion versus spirituality and not necessarily debunking the thought process, but asking you to challenge your thought process. You challenge it because if you if, believe what you want to believe, you get what I'm saying? But is what you believing stifling you from involving. All right, this is the Lions Den. We will be right back. Monique Slater is a top negotiating, award-winning real estate agent in San Antonio, Texas. Her focus is on educating and empowering individuals on building general wealth through home ownership while providing exponential service with integrity and excellence. Although her heart is for serving first-time homeowners and the military community, her clientele ranges from $100,000 to $2.5 million. Monique has developed an awesome team that can get anyone into a home and has sold homes in less than six hours. After servicing the Air Force for over 28 years, retired Chief Slater has a massive network so she can connect you with an awesome agent anywhere in the U.S. And if you're in San Antonio or relocating there, give Monique a call first to help you find your dream home. Give Monique a call at 210-237-7268. One thing we can cherish during these times is family dinners. Think about it. The nice, succulent southern fried chicken, baked beans cooked to perfection, creamy macaroni and cheese, cornbread. You get the point. Come check out Kevlar's Grill, where all the meals are cooked with perfection, professionalism, and love. Located outside the Scott Air Force Base back gate inside the VFW is where you can find them. Also, they have military discount for all of our serving members. Give them a call. Their number is 618-416-5700. And that's inside Scott VFW post 4183. And they also have Grubhub. Call them now and tell them that the Lions Den sent you.
Yo, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to the Lions Den. Yo, look, before we bring our guests back, Herm, how you feeling, man, about this topic? Yeah, y'all grandmama's going to whoop y'all ass with this shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> y'all think this shit just going to fly? Bruh, no. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, somebody, hey. hey people, people are on fire right now. You know, listen, this is what they call blasphemous. Blasphemous. Boy, I, man, I just left church with my Korean mama today, man. I'm oh, yeah. She's going she to be waiting for me up the stairs, man. She's going to come to my house. You, you know what she's going to do? What that's what you say? Uh, you know what she's going to do? Listen, she's going to wait till you get out the shower. It's what's going to happen. And she's going to be right there like, you know what? <laughs> Yo. Well, the thing is, man, these the, here's, here's what, like you said, man, we're not trying to convince nobody of nothing. Uh, at least we're not, you know what I mean? But the thing is, it's good for people to hear everything. You know what I mean? It's like, hear everything with open mind and then make a decision on what you want for your life. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, I, I love, I love what he talked about hurt, harm or, or hurt. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, my, my rights, my rights and where's where yours began. I mean, I mean, that's, that's basically man, how everybody should live. You know what I mean? Right. Religious, spiritual, you know what I'm saying? And, or don't, don't give a damn. Don't right. Right. So, hey, but look, ladies and gentlemen, if y'all just tuning in, we got our mans in here, Derek Day up in here. All right. He's getting it. Hey, hey, brother. Hey, brother. Listen, so while you was getting it in, uh, we got some comments uh, and some questions. So uh, I want to touch on some of that. Right. Because we love to be interactive with our friends and family and, and, and the pride. Right. So one question is here by Amy. She says, what do you believe with death? Do you believe in life after death, etc.? Great question. Love that question. I absolutely do believe that there is something after death. I, I believe that we are energy and there is some scientific evidence that we are, we consist of the same matter and energy as suns, stars. And, and as a sun exists, it's, it's born in chaos from a quasar emitting from a black hole. And then the sun exists for a period of time and then it dies and it collapses on its own mass. At which point it becomes a black hole, which uh, black, black holes are infinitely massive and they draw all the matter that's near them, matter and energy into them. That matter then compresses into a singularity, expands as a quasar and births other stars. So Man. by that same oh, no. token, wait, hold on, wait, one second, Herm, did you catch that? I did. Wasn't that crazy? Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I got a question for it right after you go. Yeah, well, go ahead, brother, go ahead. Right. So, so, uh, so basically, energy returns to a source. We know that we know that scientifically that energy can never be destroyed; it can only be transformed. Right. right. So we are energy. We are energy occupying a physical body. What happens to that energy when when it, and if you look at things like uh, multiverse theory and quantum physics? OK, uh, basically, it would it, it, that holds that the universe is spherical, much like the Earth or any other planet or any other heavenly body. And so that means that any energy emitting at one point will eventually return to its source. Okay. Wow. So, so that's I, that's what I believe is, is that basically we 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 coexisted with God from the beginning of all things, and and we will we will return to God. Now let me let me share one quick thing with you because this is key. 
if you think about this, we, we, God existed from time infinite past. And in the beginning, he created all spirits. I don't believe that God is in the spirit manufacturing business that when he created, when, when he created everything, he created all the spirits that there were ever going to be. Now, if we existed with God from the beginning like that, then you mean to tell me that in 50, 60, 80, 90, 100 years, that this little blip of time is going to be the arbiter of our eternal destiny? That doesn't make sense. That's simply illogical. If you, if you hold to the concept of God operating outside of time and that, and that infinity past to infinity future, that, that we, or we were with him from infinity past until the time that we made our, uh, our manifestation in time. And that, that at, at that point, the clock starts ticking and that I got, I got to get right. I got to get everything right or, or else my whole my whole existence my whole eternal existence is at stake come on man mm. go ahead Herm. what you what, what did you have to touch on with that so i i'm, I'm very interested in the, in the theory about the stars and about how energy um just trans just transfers right so it doesn't matter if i i still loaf of bread or live a, a great life not doing nothing i'm gonna become the same stars with is what you believe Yep, absolutely. I, I, you know what? Here's here's the thing, and this is where people people choke because everybody has this sense of justice that mm -hmm. somehow somebody's <laughs> got to be made right, right? Well, you know what? It, it, it's like I, I'll sit up here and talk about people like Southern Baptists, the Southern Baptist Convention. I'll pick on them because they'll they'll say, "Well, you mean to say that that they basically humanity could do whatever they want and get away with it?" I'm like, well. Hell yeah, your ancestors did. <laughs> Don't and you say your very existence is because you split with the Northern Baptists over the issue of slavery. Right. So 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 all of the slaves that were that were uh, that were sold, that were beaten, raped, murdered. You mean to say that they're that you, that you you get to go to heaven? <laughs> Motherfuck that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, it gave you instructions in the Bible how to treat the slaves. So I mean. Hey, so <laughs> yo, hey, hey, you treat them good, right? So, all right, so look, Derek, <laughs> damn. All right, so look, we, we got another question, too. Uh, so shout out to Lily. She says, she says, please ask how or if you encounter God while uh, in various roles in the church, and what was your personal experience, and how, if, that changed your life? You know what? In, in 1992... Mm -hmm. I heard what I thought was the audible voice of God speaking to me to share the gospel with the world. And that was the beginning of ministry for me. When I look back on it, I don't think that God was, was, was uh, telling me to speak these words from a book. One of my colleagues who he's also an ex-pastor and now, and I'll, I'll give you his name afterward because you will probably want to have him on as a guest too. Okay. Um, but my man said to me, he said that 
he was saying something uh, to someone and, and this voice checked him and said, why would I tell you to speak someone else's words? Damn. So, so, so my, my thing is, is that I I've, I've seen, man, listen, I've seen everything, but the dead being raised. I, I've seen people that were healed of cancer, that were healed of AIDS, that were, you know, that, that, that broken bones were mended, that blind eyes were open. I've seen it. I've seen it. And so people say, you mean to tell me you're willing to discount all of that? And I said, no, I don't discount any of it. In fact, what I've learned is that you will this to happen. You will it. This is it, God is God is ambivalent right. when it comes to healing, because if God were a healer and I'm going to use a personal example of my own, because six years ago, my 10 year old niece died of brain cancer. Now, at that time, you know, I was I was praying. I'm, I'm like every other M1A1 Christian. I'm praying, you know, fasting, you know, speaking in tongues, you know, calling on the name of Jesus in Jesus name and Jesus name. And she died. Now, this is the thing that according to your Bible, it says that God is not a respecter of persons. Right. So that means that whatever he'll do for her or whatever you do to, for Jay, he'll do for Derek. He has to, because otherwise his word is invalidated, right? And, and so my thing is, is that if something is not as ubiquitous and efficacious as gravity, then it can't be real. And and, and see, here's the thing. Christians will say, well, you got to believe. You got to believe. Man, let me tell you, last year, Eight Kojic bishops in Detroit died in the span of a week. Now, you can't tell me because Kojic, boy, they pray. <laughs> they got the shut-ins. <laughs> they, they, they say holiness or hell. They do it. They are. They, listen, if you want to talk about fidelity to scripture, Kojic is there. And yet, these dudes died. And that was COVID. COVID. COVID yeah, from COVID. And and and, and you know the, the saints were praying. They were <laughs> shut up, man. Listen. Look here. They 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 were in. We're going to hell, man. <laughs> Don't let they went in. But but yet and still, these bishops they got to bury them. They had to bear. Look here, another one of my friend and mentor from Detroit, Benny Napoleon. He's the former chief of police and the Wayne County Sheriff. Benny Napoleon was a fucking athlete. He was a stud. He and he was a Renaissance man. He was a musician. He was an athlete. He was an attorney. He was a police officer. This was a dude. And you know, there's people praying for Benny. And Benny died. 63 years old. Mm. I, and, and so 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 my thing is that if if the if if you if you talk about prayer and the efficaciousness of prayer, if prayer worked, then it'd be ubiquitous. 
then it would work for everybody. It's like it would be just like gravity. If I jump off the if I jump off the roof of my house, I, uh, fortunately I'm I'm blessed. I got a swimming pool in the back. I can land in my pool and I'll be okay. But 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 if you ain't got if you ain't got a swimming pool, or some soft soft spot to land, your ass gonna splat. <laughs> so so Derek, I do have a question about this younger generation. Right. Uh, because it seemed like, you know, our parents generation, even our generation, you know, uh, was heavy into church. But this younger generation, they have more questions than we do. We did. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of them were not. You know what I'm saying? They don't they don't easily buy into church or or into church. Have you noticed that um, in, in your field of uh, ministry and also spirituality? And, yeah. and what do you think of that? And where, where do you think they're going with with it? You know what? The 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 new generation they ain't easily bamboozled. No, they're not at all. Because I'm gonna tell you something, man. This guy right here. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know what? That that this guy right here has more computing power than all of the computers that were used in the entire moon landing program. This one phone. I ain't talking about all the phones. I'm talking about this phone, my phone in my hand has more power than all the computers that were used in the Apollo moon program. So it's like they have information at their fingertips. And, and, and so you can't run the, the, uh, the, you know, the bullshit line on, on these guys, like, like, like they were able to run on us because like they, they were able to tell me, look, it, you know, you, you know, you like smoking weed and you like chasing these girls and you, you, you like drinking and all this other stuff. You know, if you if you keep that up, son, you you're going to go straight into hell. Right. And I'm like, all right. You know, <laughs> you know, I heard my grandma and my, 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 my great grandparents talking about, the, you know, OK, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm with you. You know, and, and so so I don't have anything to refute what they're saying because they, they'll, they'll say, well, it says it right here in your word. But but now you you can go to Google and find out that your word ain't all it's cracked up to be. So so young people, you try to run the okie doke on them, and they're gonna be like, <laughs> right, dog, yeah, okay. And, you know, or, or as as I like to say, I learned this one in Arkansas. This is one of my favorite one of my favorite responses is because it's so uh, it, it's so nuanced. I bet. <laughs> Or, or that's cap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, okay, so listen, and shout out to everybody that's watching. Y'all just got a text saying, hey, Herm, we're going to hell, so we need to stop <laughs> we need to stop laughing so hard. Because listen, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't to offend anyone, but this is also to let you know what is... <clears throat> what's going on around us and we all are different individuals and we challenge you to challenge yourself ask yourself why do you think the way that you do right ask yourself did i seriously go through this or was i in a way taught to think this way right. and so with that being said i got another question too to change the gears a little differently and shout out to sharita she asked do you believe extremists are more dangerous or controlling than religious or a religion or spirituality. You know what? You can't be an extremist without religion or spirituality. <laughs> you know, I don't care whether you're ISIS or the KKK, you, you got some religion propelling you. 
your your first stage booster since we were talking about rocketry your first stage booster is is religion mm. so so how you get in orbit how you get this thing off the ground is religion so so it is 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 extremism more dangerous no it's the same thing you know it, it's it's like okay whether whether you whether you call it uh uh, uh strychnine or arsenic you know yeah. It, it yeah. does the same thing. Yeah, still you did. Wow, yo, what you got? And, huh? and let me say, let me say oh, one oh, thing oh, real quick for all oh, the oh, listeners oh. because I want to say something. I want I want to make one thing abundantly clear here. Whether you choose to embrace what I'm saying or not, you know, you could say, "Hey, Derek, I think that that's really amazing what you're saying," or you could say, "Hey, Derek, you're a complete asshole and completely off the rails." Either case, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't bother me one bit because it's not my job to tell you what to think. I look at it as my responsibility to simply tell you to think. Oh, yeah. Because if, if you start thinking about stuff, then you'll you'll come to conclusions on your own. You won't need my help. But it but if you just going through life, you know, uh on autopilot, not thinking not really given any consideration to any additional thought and just believing what you've been spoon fed. Well, it sucks to be you. Right. That's all I can say. Right. It's like one thing about the religion that really, really gets to me is how many different ones there are. And you're, you're kind of assigned one based on religion, the, the place you were born. You know what yep. I mean? If I was born over there, I'm Islam. So did God condemn me to die and go to hell just because he put me in the Middle East? You know what I'm saying? Like that's the that's the kind of things that made it hard for me to wrap my head around religions. Like, why is it got to be based on region where I'm born? You know what I mean? Like if I was still over there in Africa, well, only half of me would have been in Africa. If one not, whatever, right? not the whole thing. No. Anyway, if I was still in Africa, you know what I'm saying? What would I have been? What would you have been? We came here to America, you know what I'm saying? Got uh, Christianity forced upon us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it wasn't like you know, hey, here's Christianity, man. We're gonna teach you how to read the Bible. Couldn't even read the Bible in the beginning, you know, we couldn't even read the Bible, they just forced Christianity upon you and beat you until you submit it, right? You're right. Um, which still happens in uh, in Afghanistan with Islam. I'm gonna get into that story, uh, hopefully, I have time to, but um, so it's like how can you believe in all these things? Why it shouldn't be, it should never have been forced upon nobody. You know what I'm saying? With something like, I don't know, you know, everything about spirituality either. What I, here's what I believe. I believe everything, everything is inside you. You know what I'm saying? That's what I've always believed. You know what I'm saying? I don't need a Bible to talk to God because God created me. You know what I mean? So why do I need a Bible to tell me how to interact with God? If he created me, the good, bad, or indifferent, man, this is what he created. You know what I'm saying? All the, the grimy thoughts in my head. Mm -hmm. Even the good, some of the good thoughts. You know what I'm saying? God created me perfect to be who I am and whatever God wanted me to be. That's how I've always, uh, not always, for most of my adult life, believed. You know what I mean? I believe there's a God, you know what I'm saying? Just not in a biblical sense. You know, right. I don't really believe in the stories in the Bible. Because if my wife came to me talking about, you know, she was a virgin and, and now she has a baby. Hey, man, where's more? You know, we're about to set off out here. Yo, yo, look, check it out. What, what happened is it'd be some furniture movement. <laughs> yeah. you so, but no, I get you. I feel the same way. And, and it's crazy because you, in my opinion, 
truly connecting with people, you're able to utilize that God in you to connect with the God in them back to the source. So we can connect. We can go back to the source right now based off of how you treat people. You think what I'm saying? How you treat people. But the thing is, society, social media, even the phones, it complicates shit. So then now we're we're choosing different quote unquote tribes to connect yeah. without just yeah. saying, no, just, just treating people right. So what you think about that, Derek? You know what? I, I really believe that that we are love beings and that love at its most elemental is empathy and compassion, right? So if I tell you that I love you, but I'm not willing to see it through your eyes or walk in your footsteps, then I'm a liar. Right. And if I if I tell you I love you, but I don't have concern or care for what it is that you're going through, then I'm a liar. And, and that's what we got. We got a lot of lying going on uh, in the name of religion. Right. Uh, and, and you see that with with how um, how the how how religion deals with the LGBTQ community or how they deal with racial issues and things like that. It's who's fighting against critical race theory right now. Right. Religion. Exactly. Yeah. Religion. Right. Because they understand that 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 religion, Christianity in particular, is tightly coupled with white supremacy. And so since you can't divide those two, it's like and and, and that and that to me is a further uh, explication of of what's wrong with Christianity. But I want to say something to Herm's point that, you know, you you have it within you. Do you know that every Tesla car made since 2016 has the ability to drive itself? Right. Every single one, every one of them has all of the hardware needed, but not all of them can. Why? Because in order for the car to be able to drive itself, it has to have the right software and you have to pay for that. Mm-hmm. Right. So so the deal is that there is something inside the car that is a capability that it has, but that capability has to be unlocked. And that's the whole thing with humanity is that if we can just get to the point where I can just simply love you. I'm not judging you. And 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 I don't even have to like you because I'm going to, listen, I tell my sons, I got five sons, right? From 26 to 16. I have five sons. And I tell all of them that like is way more important than love. Because you got to love everybody. You have empathy and compassion for everybody. But who you kick it with, who you going to be coochie crunch with that all that it has to do with like, because see, the thing is, I tell people I like my wife. I can be in a room with her. We ain't got to be naked. We ain't got to be doing nothing. We ain't got to, we ain't even got to be in the same on the same sofa. We can be across the room. We just like being in each other's presence right. because we like each other. And, and, and here's the thing. So love everybody and then kick it with who you like real simple and don't kick it with the people you don't like. Real simple. And if you could just get to that, we can all live in peace and harmony. And we don't need a book. We don't need priests. We don't need temples. We don't need any of that. And and let me say this too, for all of you biblical scholars out there, go back to the creation account. Go back to the creation account where God created, said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness, after our likeness. Now, go back to that. And, and after the man was created and he is formed from the dust of the earth, his spirit was the spirit of God was poured into him. Then he creates the help meet, the woman from his rib, right? So now you got two people on earth with God. Now, help me to understand 
Where was the temple? Where was the altar? Where were the priests? Where are the sacrifices? Where was any of that? Where was the worship? Where was the prayer? Where was any of that? And I'm here to tell you, it wasn't there. Because that was never the intent. Mm. That was all stuff that man created as a means of reaching God. See, the thing is, the Tower of Babel was just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> when people started creating all of these things, all of these uh, approaches to uh, to reaching God, and, and you got 42,000 known Christian denominations. And that's in addition to the 4,800 religions that are known in the world. So it's like just Christianity is divided 42,000 ways. So that means that whatever you believe about Christianity, whatever you believe about Jesus Christ, whatever you believe about the Father, the Holy Spirit, whatever you believe about the Bible, not everybody agrees on that. Mm. You know what? So, so why 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 do we bother? I, I appreciate it. You know what? Hold on. I think that I'm loud on your end, Eric, but because uh, I hear the echo. But I want to give you some time to talk about your book, brother. Talk about your book here briefly. Well, uh, deconstructing religion. I wrote that book in 2016, and and. Uh, and it's a good book, and and I say that from the scholarly standpoint. If you if you enjoy well written um, text and and a little bit of um, more than cursory research, you'll enjoy the book. I've gone, I've moved on from that. Um, okay. You know, I, I don't really promote the book so much anymore, uh, other than the fact that I, I, I'm still making money on it, and so I'm I'm happy for that. Um, but um, I write a blog on patheos.com called love minus religion. And, and, and you'll find more of my musings of what I think about uh, things there. Uh, and then also I'm one of the co-hosts of the heretic happy hour podcast uh, that I co-host with Keith Giles, Katie Valentine and Matt DiStefano. And that's, and I think that we, we checked that um, the heretic happy hour is in the top 50 of all spiritual podcasts in the world. Congratulations. So we can advertise that for you as well. Yep. And then I'm also the host of the uh the forward podcast and uh which is part of the one institution media network, which is a a, a black owned podcasting network. Um and, and so we're we're really excited about that. As a matter of fact, I'm getting I'm I'm getting pinged by my uh by my CEO because I'm supposed to be in a meeting right now. <laughs> and I, I completely messed up my time, but that's okay. Um he he loves me and he'll we'll 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 be good. We'll kiss and make up. But um but the but the thing is is that um honestly I listen for everybody that's watching, I, I'm not telling you, listen, I'm like I know all the answers. I don't. Matter of fact, I don't even know a good part of the answers. What I do have is a pretty good, a pretty set, of, a pretty good set of well-formed questions, right? And I'm constantly asking questions, and I'm constantly listening. Like I listen to my kids. Uh, one of my sons, um, my namesake Derek the Second, he has a podcast on one institution also, and and he talks about spirituality from a non-religious context. 
And I'm so proud of him because he is, you know, I didn't raise my kids to be preachers, kids that you got to study your Bible. You got to do this. You got to do that. I'm raising you up to be preachers, men of God like me. I didn't do that. I let them find their own path. So out of my five, I got two that are that are pretty devout Christians. They're pretty, you know, they they hold pretty, pretty faithful to what they saw growing up. Right. But my oldest one and my two youngest ones, you know, they're they're pretty much, you know, they're in a different place. And not only that, they're all in a different place from each other. Mm. They're all deeply spiritual, but they're all in a different place. And I'm so proud of that because they're thinkers. Yeah, they're on path. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Find a word, uh, Herm. Hey, so, hey, so Derek, we want to appreciate you for coming on. Um, these kind of topics get touchy, especially in our communities. You know what I'm saying? We was born, bred, you know, church on Sundays and, and things like oh. that. And, but it's refreshing, you know what I'm saying? And it's challenging to hear the other side. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, look, I know how you came up, but consider this. Um, I think that a lot of people need to hear that type stuff because I think a lot of people, I was in church today. They said some people just go through the motions, go to church, but just not really, they not really even Christians. They just go there because they're told to be there. You know what I mean? Routine. Right. Yeah, it's what their routine is. And maybe it's just that maybe that's not that's the reason why they're not connecting. If they give themselves a chance, they probably can connect to something else and leave them a, a living more happier life. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? For for me, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, this conversation right here did a lot for me. This guy, I must start researching some things when I get off. Uh, I tried to get into your podcast when I finally saw your Facebook page. And, you know, condolences to your Venus spot fly trap. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't get into the whole yeah. the whole thing, you know what I mean? Because we had to hurry up and start the show. But uh, appreciate you coming on, sharing your knowledge with us. You know, thank you very much, Derek. Hopefully we get to uh, hear your words again sometime soon. Absolutely. I'm available anytime, brothers. Namaste. Yeah. And, 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 brother, I do... First of all, make sure you stick around after we end this. But again, want to echo what Eric's uh, Eric, <laughs> want to echo what Herm said. Look, I do appreciate you being on, and I appreciate you being able to not just communicate, but you're used to getting this the the backlash, right? Because anything or anyone that thinks differently, they have to mm -hmm. be confident in holding their ground. Right. And so I appreciate the fact that you are willing to do the homework because there's a lot of things that you said that makes sense to me today, but always made sense. But I wasn't able to truly articulate it. And then I felt intimidated by trying to communicate it to individuals that didn't think like me. So I just stopped talking. But to your point, it's not about just me saying this is what I know and this is what's like. I love who you are because I love who I am. So we can either coexist or not. That's the bottom line, right? Yeah. And so man, I do appreciate you. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if y'all are digging this show, make sure you share, share, share this. This will be available on Roku and Amazon Fire TV within 24 hours. Make sure you download and don't forget, you got to watch the last show, right? It was not live. You got to go there to watch it. It was crazy. All right. But ladies and gentlemen, we will see y'all next week. Holla at you. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. 
While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com. A manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.